What is up, everyone? Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Platform Podcast. I just wanted to take an opportunity to tell you all thank you very much for listening uh, this year in 2020. And I hope that you have a wonderful and safe holiday season that you get to spend some extra time with your loved ones and really take in and enjoy uh, this kind of unique opportunity to to get to spend a little bit of extra time at home. I know 2020 has been really difficult for a lot of us, but there's also some silver lining to it. You get to spend a little bit more time without all the hustling back and forth to, to different families and different venues. Uh, so maybe a little bit more quiet time at home with, with your closest family. Um, I hope that that's the case for you, and I hope that everyone is healthy and well and ready to ramp into 2021 and kick things off with a bang. Uh, if you appreciate the content I've put out so far, I want to go ahead and ask you, uh, as, as usual, to drop a five-star review and share with a friend or share it on social media. Anything that can help me uh, grow my audience is, is greatly appreciated. Uh, just trying to grow my impact and help more people. So, And I uh, wanted to correct something I said last week. Um, Kettlebell Kings, my primary sponsor uh is taking pre-orders on all of their shipments as and if you've listened to that episode you can understand why uh with with everything coming with delays across uh the supply chain they are they are taking pre-orders on everything so you go to the website choose the product that you want and if it's not currently in stock you can place a a pre-order notification Uh, they'll send you an email and then you have an opportunity to go purchase that uh item and it goes in the order that people reserved that spot essentially so um put your name in the queue get the bells that you want and get ready to kick off uh 2021 with a bang don't forget to use code tckb uh to get your 10 percent off and use the uh, affiliate link in the show notes please so without further ado let's get into this week's episode thank you and have a great holiday All right, welcome into this episode of the Platform Podcast. My guest today is Tim Boyer. I'm really excited to welcome him in. He's uh, my first guest that is not a kettlebell professional, not a personal trainer, not a coach. He is just a guy that I've met uh, on Facebook who is going through his own personal fitness journey, and he happens to be using kettlebells as kind of his primary modes of, of training and somebody that I reached out to because I found his his story really inspiring and the progress that he's made really inspiring. So I thought it might be cool for people to hear uh, from somebody who's who's doing it and really going through it. And we can talk about what that experience has been like and some of his background. So, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. So we'll get into some of the some of the kettlebell stuff a little bit later, but let's give everybody just kind of the uh, the, the background on, on who are you and what you know, what do you do? So we were just talking a little bit before we started recording. So what do you do for a living? Right now I work well for the past 20 years, I've been working at the United States Mint where they make coins. I work in Philadelphia. So we do all the coins for basically half of the country. Denver does all the production for the West Coast. We're all East Coast. 
and you said that that obviously involves uh robots and robotics so are you like are you involved in the engineering and, and maintenance of the robots as well yeah uh so we have this one program we don't use robots on a lot of stuff a lot of stuff is just presses that press coins for the general public then there's a numismatics which is the collectible sets and we use robots on them so we have these collectible sets that have like 10 coins in them depending on the year they have all different coin sets so the robots pick and place the coins in these I, and i gotta go in i gotta set up the cameras for these robots set up the pick and place and maintain the robots so i do vision systems basically your xyz coordinates on the robots that is awesome uh, I actually do some adjacent uh, work. I, I work in uh, I work in AI for for uh, my day job, and one of the one of the projects that I'm working on with uh, people much much smarter than me is uh, using drone footage to to do uh, AI imaging and inferencing on uh, the cell phone towers to to awesome. to coordinate uh, you know whether or not the cell tower components are needing maintenance before we send somebody up you know strapped onto a uh, yeah a 600 foot high cell tower you know let's send a drone up first and see if we can get a picture that says oh yeah, yeah. that needs that needs to <laughs> be looked at or, or not right <laughs> so it's much safer um so that, that's actually one of the things that, that i'm working on as well so that's that's cool you guys have uh you guys are also using some machine vision stuff so that's really yes. cool that's awesome so let's let's get into your your background a little bit from you know we'll go back to i mean as far back as you want to go like tell us how you how you came up where did you where did you grow up where are you from where do you live now i live right now i'm in galway new jersey which is about 12 miles inland from atlantic city i've been living here for about 10 years i met my wife she's from down here i grew up in philadelphia in south philly are you an eagles uh, fan i am i'm an eagles fan too i i, I literally have a, a philadelphia eagles really sitting, sitting next to me on my desk and a well, this is gonna, you know, this is timely. I have a Carson Wentz bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, also, also sitting, also sitting on my desk. Well, fittingly, it has a broken ankle. Uh, <laughs> it got knocked off the desk and snapped. So I actually super glued it back together and then taped it back up with uh, athletic tape. And I said, oh, that's actually a pretty fitting representation of Carson Wentz <laughs> as as an NFL quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough year. Hey, we we got our Super Bowl, man. That that's yeah. you know. And I got I, to go to the parade, and that was one of the greatest days of my life. I had literally just moved to Minneapolis, like n not not more than six months prior to to that Super Bowl uh, happening. I had just moved back to Minneapolis, and uh -huh. uh, I actually had my my local barber. You know, he, everybody's got a guy, right? You know, and he he yeah. was he was cutting my hair, and he was like, "You're an Eagles fan, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, oh, "I can get you tickets, man. I can get you tickets to the Super Bowl," and I was like, "Bullshit." He's like, "No, I can, I can." I was like, "All right, lay it on me." He was like, "Oh, it's like five grand a piece." And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, because I'm of course you're tempted because it's, you know, it's the yeah. Super Bowl. It's in your home city. So like, you don't have to pay for a flight. You don't have to pay for a hotel or anything. But I'm like, I also got two kids. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm an Eagles fan. I've seen them go to the Super Bowl and lose in heartbreaking fashion before. And I've, seen yeah. them come, I've seen them come close. And I was like, I was like, nah, they're good. Like I'll I'll pay the money I'll go see there and they're gonna lose or there'll be that team that's like gonna get just annihilated and I'll just be pissed that I spent all this money that could have gone to my kids college fund or something. Yeah. So I I passed and I watched it at, watched it at home with my wife which was which ultimately ended up being awesome as well because uh, she was you know she was just as excited for me as such as a I great was, game. Oh, I was watched awesome. three of my friends and that the ending of that game was just amazing. You want to do Philly Philly? Sure. <laughs> that was so great, man. 
uh, it's one of, as as honestly, it's one of the most exciting Super Bowls I think of all time. Like uh, even objectively, just as as a football fan, like yeah, it was. It was one of the. It was back and forth the entire way, and like nobody expected Nick Foles to win a shootout against Tom Brady. Tom I mean, Brady. Let's, let, let's be honest, it's fucking Tom Brady. Like nobody nobody expects you to take down Tom. And Brady. nobody could stop Gronk in that second half either. Well, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a that's a whole other thing. But it was I mean, it was just such a such a crazy game. Like every time you needed a big play, somebody came up with a big play like Corey Clement. Like he's barely in the league now. I mean, I know the Eagles still still play him on occasion, but like, yeah, but he's not. He, he was he, really good that year, too. He made he made that incredible catch like he was a huge player in that. game. It's just like there's so many like so un, many uns, unsung heroes, you know, and then Alshon Jason made big catches. Jason Kelsey, even Aguilar. Is, my all-time, my all-time favorite uh, eagle. I actually have a Jason Kelsey jersey. <laughs> He's the center for the Philadelphia Eagles. For those of you that are not Eagles fans, I played center in college, and uh, I always appreciate the underdog. Uh, Jason Kelsey's an undersized uh, center, center. who's I think a sixth-round draft pick from Cincinnati. Everybody overlooked him. And for those of you who don't know player. him either, you should all Google his Super Bowl speech. It's one of the best speeches you'll ever hear. Hungry dogs run faster. I actually have that. <laughs> I have that on a T-shirt that I that I wear on occasion. So, all right, enough nerding out on the enough nerding out on the on the on the Eagles. So you grew up in you grew up in Philly. You're a Philly guy, so I like you even more. Um, even though there there's uh, probably some baggage that comes along with that from a, a perspective a perception standpoint. People think we're all assholes. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you know that's all right. Nobody likes us, and we don't care. That's that's fine. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so now, and now you work for now you work for the Mint, and uh, you you started out like when you started out your your journey online. You, you mentioned something a couple of weeks ago that you said I I didn't I don't even have pictures from when I was at my heaviest because I couldn't stand the way I looked. Right. Right. I, I, I getting pictures taken of me. I can I can I can completely relate to that because when I was. <clears throat> when I was at my heaviest, you know, after graduating college and getting, getting hurt, uh, I, I, I mean, I played football at 280, 290, and I went almost a whole nother spin over that when I got to my, when I got to my heaviest and I, and I lost a lot of the muscle that I had gained. So I was like probably 370, 380 pounds. But like, once I hit 330, 340, I stopped weighing myself. I stopped taking pictures, like, like all of here. That. So, <laughs> so how, how, how tall are you? How big are you? Because you're, you're, I mean, I love your, your email is Big Tim, right? I'm, I'm hoping we yeah. get to the point where it's going to be like Tiny Tim is going to be your new email <laughs> handle or something. But uh, I'm not a real tall guy. I'm just, uh, I'm like five ten. Okay. So and I'm how not... how have how heavy how heavy did, did you get like at your heaviest? I mean, estimate if you if you don't know, but like my heaviest weigh in, I weighing in, I know I was three fifty five at my heaviest. That's, I'm sure I was over that. But, okay. but the I biggest, didn't weigh the biggest number too. you ever saw on the scale was was three fit was three fifty five, and then yeah. But it went. You're saying it went it went worse than that. You know, just like it could have been because like, I you're ate, like I stopped weighing myself and I kept eating and drinking. Yeah, and smoking. And I ate like an animal. Doing. Okay, but it's been um it's been a up and down journey. My whole pretty much my whole adult life, I've lost over a hundred pounds more than one time. Okay. So, my struggle has always been to keep it off. I've had like major life events happen and when I lose weight and then I just like the first time I've ever lost weight, we'll just go back, throw it back to the first time I ever lost a bunch of weight. I was probably, I started out at like 290 20 years ago because my son just turned 20 in November. So my oldest son, he was born and I decided I'm going to lose weight. So I went on, it wasn't called keto back then. It was Atkins. Nobody knew what the hell oh, yeah. keto was. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so, Dr. Atkins said, eat bacon. And it's, you'll yeah, lose and that's weight. what I, my um, ex-wife at the time was like, you know, there's this diet that you just eat bacon and you eat meats and cheese and mayonnaise. And I was like, hell, I can do that. <laughs> so I did it. And within six months, I got down to 187. Wow. Yeah, I lost over 100 pounds in six months. And it's just like, I was in my 20s. I was 23 at the time. And it's the first time I cholesterol. Oh, I don't even. I didn't get blood work done. Yeah. Okay. So, so you lost. So you lost a lot the first time with with uh, with the Atkins. You know, keto keto one point oh. Yeah, and it was like a blessing and a curse, I'd say, because I lost it all, and I ended up getting divorced, and I kept it off for a while, but I got divorced in my early twenties, and I play guitar, and the first thing I did was start a band, and then we were pretty good. We weren't spent a lot of nights playing playing in my band, playing shows, a lot of nights out drinking. As so. as goes with rock and roll. I I, yeah. I, I played in a uh, in a cover band in college that we called Destined to Fail because we had no delusions <laughs> about, you know, where where we were going. But uh, we always told people, you know, the more you drink, the better we sound. So drink up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So what kind of music did you play? I saw I saw the picture with the old SVG uh, yeah. guitar, man. That that's a that's a sick that's a sick act. So you you played guitar it. and uh, did you sing as well? I did backup vocals. I'm not much okay. of a singer. What uh, what what uh, type what type of music were you guys doing? Originals? Were you doing covers? We you- started out doing covers just so we could play places and get paid. Yep. Yeah. And then we we morphed in our own songs. Nice. So what kind, what kind of music? We were like punk band. Okay, who are your big influences? Um, my influences are all like New York hardcore bands, but we were a lot shittier than that. <laughs> nice. Like the my all my band guys were like real into emo stuff and brand new and Taking Back Sunday and stuff like that. So okay, nice. Yeah, I've gotten I've actually really gotten into Highly Suspect uh, a lot lately. They're they're Brooklyn. They're not necessarily punk, but I just figure being in the scene, you probably you're probably aware of. of I've actually never heard of them yet. Oh really? Wow, you should no. check them out. I think you, I think I definitely will. They're they're very they're very good. And then the you know the Strokes and you know of course there's there's a whole yeah. the Hold Steady is another one that's I think a, a New York area band. Yeah, New, the New York scene is is crazy. The whole East Coast. I mean, it's just one big metroplex. So did you guys did you guys tour up and down, or were you just or were you no, just mostly like, New York and Philly and Jersey and Philly, Jersey? We played like, the furthest place we played was Syracuse, which was like an eight hour drive for us. Nice. Which was it was it was the the drive there was more fun than actually playing there. We played there and there was like maybe ten people there, but the drive there was a blast. So nice. Were you guys actually making money doing it, or was it just like couch surfing and, and hanging out with so, your friends and making some money or not enough? When or? we played, we're like from South Philly, and when we played in South Philly, we would play this one club, and they didn't card anybody. So at the time, all of my friends were like nineteen and twenty. And they didn't card anybody, so it was twenty dollars all you can drink. So we would pack that place with four hundred people, and we were making a ton of money then for that show. Only that show, any other show, a percent of the door. Then, yeah, any other show though. Outside of that, we weren't making any money. (laughs) We actually played one show where somebody and another band broke a window, and we actually had to pay money. So that's how it was going. Somebody, somebody else broke the window, and you had to chip in for that. All the all the bands had to chip in and pay for the window, so that's how that went. Wow, I, there would have been riots, man. I would have. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's cold, man. That that's on them, man. I'm I don't know about that. That's that's pretty that's pretty crazy. 
that, that band needs to pay for it. But I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine asking the other bands to chip in. Well, that's, nobody that's knew nice. what band did it, so. Oh, okay. One of those kind of nights. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a drummer. That's all we know. <laughs> always, it's always the drummer when she yeah, gets damn broken, drummers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we were actually doing it. We actually were doing a show in a in a pole barn in the middle of like northwest rural Illinois, which is where I went to high school and grew up. And we were we were playing for whom the bell tolls. And it just so happens that the guy that the guy that was uh, the guy that was hosting this this had an old school bell in this pole in this pole barn. <laughs> so he started ringing that that bell. <laughs> that bell while we're playing for whom the bell tolls and of course it's loud as shit and That's this this, this pa that we borrowed from a from a from the bass player's family member from the bass player's cousin we, we were playing on a borrowed pa well naturally we pick up you know you pick up a, a school bell across three microphones and it blew out the pa <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it was one of the same kind of thing we were playing that show for free like we were just there to to play for our, old high, for our old high school friends <laughs> and free and free drinks and we ended up you know we ended up having to replace <laughs> having to replace the pa system instead so, at least you had a pa when we drove to syracuse and got there they didn't have a pa so <laughs> everybody's just playing through the stacks uh you're playing they didn't have a pa and... they didn't have mic stands so we had to t- tape our microphones to cymbal stands and play out of amps it was <laughs> yeah fun times Oh, all the adventures of of being an aspiring <laughs> rock star in your in your early twenties. Yeah, good times. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Not not conducive to a healthy lifestyle, though. So, it is not, and that's so when the weight put, started put some weight back, back on. on. Yeah, yes, okay. I did. Then that was the first time. So I got back up again, and every time, you know, it's a cycle, and every time I would put a little more weight on than the, the time I took it off. Yeah, but also, like I said, that when the first time I did the keto diet was a blessing and a curse because it developed a deep fear of carbs for me. Yeah. And I got into that mindset where I can't lose weight unless I don't eat carbs. Carbs are the enemy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Terrible. Which yeah. They're, they're, they're I terrible found not for to be you. true because I've leaned the next time I lost over a hundred pounds again, I did it twice in my life. And the next time I did it without doing keto, but that was you, where you realize you realize that you know there is no bad macronutrient, just too many, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah just overeating calories. It's basically calories in, calories out. Do it the way you can do it. In my opinion, the best diet is the one you can stick with. Amen. I I can I can one hundred percent back that up, and I can nerd out on the science if people want. But you know, it's that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? I mean, I've Adherence, done adherence, consistency over time. That's that's what it comes definitely. down to more than anything. I've done keto. I've done paleo. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done the Zone Diet. You name it. It's been a long twenty years. So I've done pretty much everything. So which one? So what? What approaches? What approaches your your fate? Like if if somebody came to you and they're like, "Hey, Tim, I'm you know, I got a hundred pounds to lose and." I want to do it the right way. What would what would you what would you say to him? What 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 approach would you recommend to him? As somebody right who's now, it, tried a lot of different approaches. Right now, I'm at the the point like I like to count calories and macros. And what I do now, and I've been successful with, like right now, I'm down 75 pounds since April. Congratulations, so, man! Good work. Thank you. So what I'm doing now is I just stick to a calorie goal and a protein goal and I let the fat and carbs pretty much fall within, you know, because I'm before that I would drive myself crazy and overanalyze everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not I mean, it, it, 
it is what it is if you like that kind of stuff, but it can also drive you crazy. Absolutely. So I would tell the person, like, you know, eat what you like, but everything counts. You just got to count everything. You can, if you want pizza, you can still have pizza, but you have to make up for it in other areas. Like, yeah. if you're going to eat pizza that day, just maybe egg whites or something early in the morning, not a lot of carbs. That sounds like a very reasonable approach. That's that's awesome, man. That's that's fa- that's fantastic. I like that. I, I like that approach too. That's actually very similar to how I how I go about it with with uh, a number of people that I work with and the way I've done it myself. Right, where it's you focus on your calories first, focus on your protein second, because the proteins what is what's going to support your lean tissue. Which, if you're trying to lose weight um, long long term, you need to keep as much muscle mass on you as you can, and calorie deficit is not going to. Uh, spare all of your muscle tissue but if you eat enough protein you'll maintain more of your muscle tissue which keeps your metabolism higher you might lose weight a little bit more slowly but you'll be able to lose more in the long run and then kind of like you're talking about i use carbs and fats kind of as a shell game right where they're both energy sources um they both taste good (laughs) you know that's gonna add up quick though yes absolutely and that's where i nine nine grams per calorie or not, uh, you know, nine calories I mean. per gram. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's, that's, you're, you're 100% right. That's why it's the old peanut butter thing, right? It's like, yeah. oh, how, how much, how much is a tablespoon of peanut butter? And then you see it and you're like, fuck, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. That's 200, that's 250 calories in that. Like, oh my God. And then you're like, or here's 250 calories worth of Cheerios or rice or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, that's a lot more food. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> But it, you know, but like you said, it ultimately like it comes. It's kind of the sh- the shell game of you. You take some from the carbs, you take some from the fats or whatever. Like you, you're gonna have pizza today. Okay, great. You know your fats are gonna be high then. You know your carbs are gonna be high. You need to make sure you get your protein in earlier, or you need to make sure you have your side salad with it, right? But it's all that, you know, those those trade offs. I, I like that approach because like then nothing's off limits, right? Nothing's forbidden. You're not like, yeah. oh my God, it's my birthday and I can't have cake because I that's not keto or that's not Atkins, right? It's like, no, it's your freaking birthday. Man. I mean, I still have days have where I slip up, but everybody has days you slip up. You can't beat yourself up over it either. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I still I have, think that's a huge, huge thing as well. I still take one day, like every Saturday, me and my wife get a pizza every Saturday. That's our Saturday. Now, I used to do... All right, a is whole that, day. Now, now, what kind of pizza is it? Because, because you know, that that's a whole thing. I'm from Chicago, so uh, we don't do origi- we don't mess originally. With, yeah, we don't mess around with like deep dish Chicago. This is New Jersey pizza. It's, it's real pizza. It's New Jersey pizza. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that, but you know what? You know what? You know what the real Chicago style pizza is, though. It's the cracker crust, the the super thin crust cooked crispy okay. that's the real chicago style pizza actually that's what most chicagoans actually eat. the deep dishes okay, for not tourists that, not that dish that's like a i i, bowl, I like it i like a deep dish of course because i grew up there you know you get your affinity yeah. for it you know it's it's like a but it's a casserole man i mean it's yeah that's not a pizza that's get, a casserole you get, you get one slice of it and you're like oh my god i was so full like that's that's not you know and actually more than anything i actually really like a, a detroit style pan pizza or or a good Brooklyn thin slice, you know, a, a foldable yeah. floppy thin slice slice of pizza. That's that's my alley right there. <laughs> you know, but yeah, all pizza's good, right? It's it's kind of like sex, right? It's, yes, it's it all is. good. Some of it's just better than others. <laughs> but like, nothing's but do, bad. <laughs> but, do, but do you want it? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> whatever whatever style's available, I'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> so like uh, that's become our Saturday night. Every Saturday night we have pizza. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, 
I turned it into like just just a meal now because I was doing for a while I was doing a whole cheat day and I just wasn't losing like I wanted to. So you gotta I had to rein it back in a little. Yeah. Yeah. That that can that can be an approach that that uh definitely can can undo progress. Like if the cheat day goes the cheat meal I like, right? Because it, you know it's coming. You get to plan for it. It's something to look forward to. You get date night with the wife, or what you know, whatever it is for yeah. for an individual. But a full cheat day can be, a, you know, a pizza and then you know whatever Doritos. I have a thing for Doritos. McDonald's Doritos. Yeah, you know, a six pack of beer. You know, like then it's like, well, suddenly your caloric average for the week went from oh, you were holding the twenty one hundred calorie average and yeah. now you took in now you took in five thousand on saturday well now your average just you just blew your average out and now now no wonder you didn't lose any weight yeah but that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes it is it is because you know when you're bigger too half. you lose weight quicker <laughs> true so you know when i'm over 300 pounds i'm like i should be able to eat one day like that you know i felt entitled <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it all but you have to pay for it later right because yeah. event, eventually it slows down and then if you keep eating like that as you continue to drop right it's that diminishing returns like it gets yeah. harder and harder the leaner you get the lighter you get the harder it gets you get you know metabolic down regulation you know all, all of those you know wonky those wonky nerdy things that we can get into but yeah uh, you know and it got just, to that point and i was like i gotta reel it back in because i worked way too hard to let one day throw it all out of whack yeah yeah and so let's let's talk about the working hard part like speaking speaking of working hard professional segue um, <laughs> I, saw, I saw that you uh i saw that you put up what the uh, 90 90 hard presses on double 32s is that right yeah that see? was today today's training then how's i your, did um how are your shoulders <laughs> still attached they don't feel bad they don't feel too bad i love nice. pressing pressing is like my favorite thing i know I saw your, I you're a press you're a pressaholic i think you said the other yeah. day. yeah <laughs> Because even after I did those 90 presses, and it wasn't 90 in a row for anybody listening, it was spread out over 30 minutes, three presses every, three presses every minute on the minute, for 30 minutes. Nice. So after I did that, then I did um, half kneeling press with the 40 kilogram for five reps on each side, just to see if I could do it. That's 88 pounds for anybody that can't do the math yeah. in their head. Like that's a that's a that's it's, a lot. That's a that's a serious press. Is that that's a new beast? toy? Is, is is the 40 the 40 is the beast, right? When no the 40. The oh, the forty-eight's the beast. Yeah, you're right. Yes. You're right. So that's like the baby beast. The forty, the forty is yeah. like the, the baby beast. Okay. And you and somebody and somebody uh, somebody dropped you a forty-eight too, right? Who, yes, they did. That's somebody that's a, on that's Reddit. A nice hookup. That was that was wonderful. Of them. A lot of awesome people out there still restored my faith in humanity. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because you had somebody break into your car. I think I saw like like a week before or something like that. Yeah. Right? Um. So two weeks ago, outside of the mint, because I work overnight. I work overnight shifts. So I came out in the morning and somebody broke out the back window of my car. And they don't, and have, then, they don't have security cameras for, for that. So you can like find somebody and beat their ass. Well, you would think they would, but not on the side of the building. Inside job. Well, now nah, there's, there's a huge <laughs> no, homeless <laughs> population uh, around there. Yeah. There've been some inside jobs around there, but in there before, but we won't talk about them. because <laughs> We don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah. But there's a big homeless population around there. So okay. sure, I made this stupid mistake of leaving some tools overnight that I was working on in my car. Yeah, my own fault. Something somebody saw something shiny that they thought they could spin for an easy couple of bucks, and so it was worth breaking out your window. So, and yeah, they got it was a cold a drive home. Bucks. 
that's and then then later that week my debit card got compromised and somebody tried to buy a new iPhone for a thousand bucks. So it was a, a rough week. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's rough. That is that is really <laughs> shitty. But you but on the somebody hooked you up with a with a forty eight kilo kettlebell too. Um, you know, they a, did. Little, a little later. So you know, it's not fully balanced, but something back in the positive side of the ledger. And you decided to to take that bad boy for a dance. Did you start with deadlift in it, or were you like immediately? I got to press. Oh no, this I thing. pressed it. I pressed <laughs> it because yes. I've done it. I've done it before with um with my thirty two and my sixteen together. Yeah, yeah. In one hand, so and that that was a lot harder because you're doubling your grip on that. Yeah. yeah. So well, I couldn't and, wait and to you've get got that. the the dynamics of two weights to manage the shifting on and you yeah, know, all, all that all that fun stuff. So but how many I, how many times how many times have you pressed the how many times can you press the the beast uh, on unbroken? Is it just one at a time? Or are you building? I up pressed or? it five times. Like uh, I think it was a week ago. I did it five times on each side. Nice. Good for you, man. That's I awesome. had a little, the most like minor leg drive. Somebody pointed out, but hey, man, I'm, I'm a kettlebell. Me. I'm a kettlebell sport guy, so you, you <laughs> leg drive is fine in my world. But uh, you know, I get it. It's a strict. The it's pressing wasn't the hardest press. part. Surprisingly, like the clean took me. The clean really surprised me on that one. Yeah, man. Because the, the, di- the dynamics used, of it. I've used two hands before to get like because I was using the 16 and the 32 together. So I always use two hands to get it up. So when I went to clean this thing, I was not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the the centripetal force thing of of those ballistic movements. There's a there's a reason those those things get your heart rate up so much. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta recruit a lot of muscle tissue to get those things moving that quick, and then they they weigh more at, at certain points in the arc, and they're like weightless at certain points in the arc. It's, yeah, and it comes quick at you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so kettlebells are, are your primary form of training now right like that's, that's they are now they they weren't forever i was in the powerlifting before i got in the kettlebells before, oh, let's let's talk let's talk about that i come from a powerlifting uh background sure. as well so, so i started out like um so in my 20s i got into just going to the gym like you know i started out with the regular bro split you know back and buys chest yeah and back by, yeah exactly yeah. Yep. Okay. so then in like 2000, I'd say 2010, 2011, I got into, um, you ever heard of Pat Flynn? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I started following Pat Flynn like back in the day and got into kettlebells a little bit. I bought two kettlebells. I had two 16 kilogram kettlebells. I bought them maybe for like two months or so. I got into it. Then I moved down here with my wife and I joined the gym and I got real into powerlifting and started doing 531 and got pretty I wasn't great at it or anything, but I had okay numbers. And yeah, I just for, love for people for people that aren't familiar, powerlifting similar to kettlebell sport is only three lifts. It's it's bench press, squat, and deadlift for the highest total that you can uh, come up with in those in those three lifts uh, to to win a powerlifting meet, and you can and you can win any one of those individual events. It was really fun. I just like the, the challenge of putting more weight on all the time yeah absolutely absolutely did, so did you did you do any any actual competitions or were you just i never doing... actually did because i just got into it at the gym and never i never wanted to compete because i was always i was always waiting till i lost more weight yeah 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 because at my weight i was like i'll get blown out of the water 
<laughs> yeah, when you're that's the thing. Like I, you know, I've I've told people my totals before, and they're like, "Oh my god!" You know, I was like, because I, you know, at my at my peak, I could pull, I could pull almost six hundred. I could squat five fifty five, and I could I could bench press four fifty five. You know, yeah. which and which people are people were like, "Oh my god, that's that's massive weight," and I'm like, "No, no, no, you you, you don't understand." I I weighed gym two, numbers. I weighed awesome. two hundred. <laughs> I weighed two hundred and eighty pounds at the time when I was doing that, and I was training for football. I just happened to be strong, but it was for football training. But it was like you go you go into a heavyweight division of powerlifting, like that's. I mean, that's a 1300 total is, is it's not embarrassing, but it's, 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 yeah. nowhere, it's nowhere near competitive. <laughs> like yeah, you look you know. awesome and in your gym, you're like, Jim, you'll be like, Oh, that guy's awesome. But then you go to a lift to a, a meet and you're just, it's yeah. not, that's why I never, I, I regret it now. I do regret it. Cause I should have just went for the experience of it all. It is, it is, uh, it is an interesting, interesting, I've never competed in an official event, but I've gone and I've gone and, uh, watched just as a spectator. Cause I, you know, I've had friends that competed and it is, it is cool to see like, but it is when you see the, the legit powerlifting guys, that was, that was part of the reason I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I knew. Cause I went to, um, when I was still living in the Philly area and I went to a, this one gym, iron sport gym that has like really strong dudes that go there. And yeah, one dude, power, powerlifting is huge out there. Yeah, and the one dude was squatting like nine hundred pounds, and that's oh a ridiculous squat. Just watching these guys set up for that, I'm, <laughs> I can never imagine doing that. Yeah, when when people wear those shirts that say "your your workout is my warm up," like those are the guys that actually can wear a shirt like that, and yes, it's, <laughs> it's legit because like you're like, oh, what's your heaviest squat ever? Oh, I did four fifty four or five fifty five, and they're like, oh yeah, that was my like sixth warm up set <laughs> yeah. on my way up to nine hundred. Like what? Like it's it's it's, it's awesome. It's awesome seeing that. Yeah, it is. Are you uh, sorry? Are, are you familiar with Chris Duffin? Have you have you seen Chris Duffin from Kabuki Strength? No, I have. I probably I might even follow him on Instagram. I don't remember names that well. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, fair enough. So he's he's a led like legendary power lifter, and he's like you know at he he's never been a, a super heavyweight. He's you know two forty two fifty, but he's the only person in history that's ever pulled a thousand pounds and squatted a thousand pounds for multiple reps. Um, oh, that's so, insane. so he did, he did a thousand, he did a thousand pound squat for three, which he trained for, he trained for like a year and a half to do that. And then he was like, then the next phase was, he was going to, and then he did a thousand pound deadlift for three. It was, <laughs> it was not as it was called his grand goals campaigns. Like he does these things as like, cause he raises money for special Olympics. They do a lot of work with the special Olympics yeah. population in, uh, in powerlifting. And, uh, so he did this as like raising awareness, raising money. And it, it's not, he also did a thing where he did, he did like an 800 pound squat every day for 30 days in a row, or that was his goal was to do an 800 pound squat for 30 days in a row. Um, he, he didn't make it the full 30 days, but he again was raising money for the special Olympics, but like to see, to see him do a thousand pound squat and a thousand pound deadlift, like at 200, at 260 pounds, right? Like most of the guys that do that are like, you know, Thor Bjornsson size and they're you know, three, yeah. 350 pounds, you know, so he's doing a hundred, a hundred pounds lighter. And he, yeah, he's like my size, like he's or, or, or our size, you know, like I'm, I'm five, five, 11, six foot, you know, they listed yeah. me in the football program at six one, but I've never been six one, you know, like he's a relatively normal size guy, a big, yeah. you know, relatively normal size. And he's just to, the, the accomplishment of that, like still blows my mind. Like and, and to, have, to have a two year training strategy to get to, how are we? Go how am I going to lift a thousand pounds three times? Like, 
I can't even imagine breaking the floor with that thousand pounds. No, right? Like m- most of us can't. Like that's the. I don't know. It's a. It's just a. It's just a crazy, crazy feat of strength. Like and to and to do it from both the squat and the deadlift because most people are really good at one, but not both. Right? They're usually I'm mediocre at both. Yeah. Like. Well. <laughs> yeah. Me too. But, you know, <laughs> but like to be able to do it like that's just I don't know it's that's a other other level type of uh, type of accomplishment but it goes you know kind of goes to show you that mindset matters but he's also you know uh, an incredibly technical lifter and has a whole team of people around him and yeah know, they're all he's surrounded himself with really really great coaches and stuff but anyways you should check it out I'll I'll send you the I'll send you the, the profile because they're they're fantastic I'm, I, I'm a huge I just looked him up on my movies. Instagram right now and I actually oh, nice. do follow him <laughs> oh nice nice yeah, he's he's a he's a really really cool guy. He's one of my he's one of my one of my heroes. One of the guys that I that I would love to if I could ever get him on this podcast. I'd, I'd totally be awesome. on him. Yeah, he's he's a he's a great guy. So, um, but anyways, so powerlifting powerlifting background, and now you got into kettlebell sport. And you, are you working with Joe Daniels? Yes, I am. I'm doing. Nice. His, I'm running his eight week program right now. I'm on week four of that. And Joe, know, Joe not, knows his stuff, right? And he's yeah, Joe's, he's, he's going to put you through some paces, man. Joe's a great guy. Yeah, he is. He really is. So, He's a good dude. Like I was doing powerlifting and then I got I blew out my back pretty bad mm. doing powerlifting. I was that'll happen. I put on a bunch of weight. That's one of them times I told you I lost some weight. I got married in twenty sixteen. So I lost weight for my wedding. Then I was at a lower weight, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Then my wife got pregnant. We have the two and a half year old now. So when she was pregnant with him, I was the one that put on all the weight. Okay. When she she got pregnant, I just ballooned up. Why do you think that is? Well, it started out with like she would be like, "I want pizza, I want this, I want that." You know, she's my pregnant wife. I want to get her what she wants. Yeah. And then I started like, oh, "Hell, I want pizza now. I want ice cream." <laughs> and it just I don't know. That's the, just, that sympathy, the sympathy weight they call it, right? <laughs> yeah. I spiraled out of control. I so, call it I call it solidarity weight. No, <laughs> yeah. Not- Sounds good that way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's better that way, right? I don't feel bad for her. We're doing it. We're t- we're in this together, right? Even though she's the one that's got to birth the child. But <laughs> yeah, I look like I was carrying it though. <laughs> okay, so you put on you put on weight during during the during your wife's pregnancy for the, your yeah. second kid. So then I was trying to lose the weight again. I was going to the gym and <clears throat> I had a real shitty belt at the time, or I had some just a regular Nike belt that had Velcro. Yep, yep. That I was using and. So one day I had 425 on the bar and I got my belt. And like I said, I'm getting fatter. So at the bottom of the squat, my belt blew. Ooh. And I just lost all tension. <clears throat> and instead of dropping it, like I should have been smart and just dropped it. The ego kicked in and I'm not dropping it in a gym full of people. Yeah. And it I, does make a lot. It does make a racket when you drop that much weight. Yeah. And I pushed through it. And on the way up, I felt something pop. Mm. And that was the end of my powerlifting career. Yeah. And I ended up herniating two discs, like L5 and I, I was just going to ask, which, which, L, which L was it? L3, L4, L5? I think it was L4 and L5. And I ended up with a pinched sciatic nerve, which was, I wouldn't wish on anybody. Yeah. Because that was really bad. And that was, that would walk, I would walk and it would come and go. I'd walk and it felt like I got shot all of a sudden. Uh, that's... So I a similar injury ended my college football career. Uh, I herniated L three L four, and I played with it for a couple of games because I was uh, popping Vicodin like they were M and M's. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And it wasn't until I started getting sciatic nerve pain and losing, losing feeling down my right leg and could no longer anchor, uh, when I was, you know, blocking a guy that I was like, okay, I'm gonna, and it was, I'm going to get somebody else hurt. Yeah, <laughs> that was, you don't want to get your quarterback killed. Exactly. That was exactly it. I was like, I can't this. And of course I, you know, it was a, I still remember the game. I was going against a guy who was like five, nine, 300 pound, you know, stereotypical nose tackle in a straight up zero technique. And all he could do was bull rush. And it only took him two bull rushes to realize that I couldn't, I couldn't block him. I, I couldn't block him. Yeah. I couldn't anchor him. So he didn't try and do anything other than bull rushes all game because he just, he was like, this guy can't stop me. So yeah, I took myself out at halftime and never played again. Terrible feeling, man. Same, same, same kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it it was a ter- it was a terrible feeling. It, that that sent me into a pretty, pretty spiraling depression for a, for a period of time. But uh, you know, I mean, injury, you were injury will do that. Like that's... I wasn't even an I wasn't really an athlete. I was just a guy that liked the power lift at my gym. But it it sent me. I got kind of depressed too because I couldn't do. Like I was always there's a something fat about guy, pain. But... There's something about pain though too. I feel like I feel like that that level of pain and how much pain you're in all the time just like wears you down mentally. It like, does, and it took away like you know I was the fat guy all the time, but at least I was strong. I had something, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was stronger than the same, average person, and then I for me, I was I didn't look good at 300 pounds, but I was yeah. a football player, <laughs> you know. So it took away like my kind of my identity, like I. Like in work, I was always the strong guy that could lift a motor out of a machine, you know, without using a hoist or something. And now I'm now I was like a broken old fat guy. Yeah. So it's kind of depressing. I'm like, I don't have my strength anymore. Or what that, you know. So and then I just ate my feelings, and then that led me to being at the 355 mark, which takes us up to the pandemic. And then and then and then enter enter the new motivation. Right. Yes. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about that. What was what's the what was the new the new reason why for when you decided you were going to lose weight again? What what's the new motivation? So okay, well January I was in my buddy's wedding, and just getting a tux for it, you know, at my size was is depressing. First of all, <laughs> then then you see the pictures and they're like, oh my god, that you know you know you're fat, but then until you actually like you see the pictures of you, you're like, oh my god, that's what I look like. Yeah. If, Did you has has your mom ever said anything to you? No, my that mom was my never. that that was my rock bottom. I was I was I was out at the bar with my buddies, and and my mom came out and she was like, "Honey, you look terrible." I guess my mom, like she's like the sweetest, nicest woman, yeah. sweet, sweet Christian. Woman. And I know it came from a good place, right? But it was like, yeah. oh my god, like, like, but yeah, it's like, and, and I see, and said, I and I see pictures from that night, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> and that, but that still wasn't, I still got fatter than that because you don't just stop right away, you know? No, it yeah. takes a little, you got to be like, it, it's like it a hurt. slap in the face. It hurt. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt real bad. So, okay. So you, you, you're like, you see the pictures from the wedding? Yeah. So this is like now in January and February. Now February hits and I'm like, you know, I'm going to, this is going to be my year, which I say every year, you know, I'm going to get rid of all this weight. So I started dieting a little and, then the pandemic started happening and start hearing, you know, how it's not good for obese people. And I'm like, gosh, shit, you know, I got a two year old and I just kept thinking like, I have so much unfinished business. And like, kept thinking like, what if I got sick and died now? I would feel like a complete failure in life. Like it real I don't know what it was. It just really struck me. Like, I don't want to die being overweight and obese and not doing anything with my life. And just, I felt like a failure. Yeah. 
So it like hit me hard, and but all the gyms were closed in New Jersey because you know Jersey was one of the hardest hit. Yeah. At first, so I had the two kettlebells laying in the corner that collected dust for like almost a decade. So that's when I got in the kettlebells. I was like, no, let me break those out. And nice. that's that's what I I broke those out, and I broke out like some old emails I had from Pat Flynn, and started doing that. Yeah, Pat's and got I, some Pat's got some good stuff, man. He does. I love I, I love Pat Flynn, and then I decided one day I listened to Dan John podcast a lot. Oh, nice. So I wrote Dan John, and he actually answered me. I still talk to him. I, I post on his forum all the time. I actually talk to him. He actually knows who I am, which blows my mind. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, it's hard to explain to like normal people don't know who Dan John is, but <laughs> Dan, like, John Dan... Is a, Dan John is a legend in kettlebell. He's, yeah, and he's he had an the... Instagram story, and I went. He was live on his Instagram, and I said something. He's like, "Oh, this is Tim," and like told people who I am. And I was like, "Oh my god, he knows who I am!" So I was like fanboy in big time. So yeah, Dan, anyway, Dan's a legend. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So I wrote into him, and he gave me some suggestions. And what to do and actually listen to them, which he was surprised by. <laughs> and then I decided to make a post and on a forum post, you know, for my swings yep. and post on Reddit, which took me a lot to do that. Cause I was like, you know, Reddit is very troll friendly. Yes, it is. <laughs> and the first, the first, you're, very first response, you're not going into a safe space when you, when you post a video on Reddit, that's indeed sure. The very, very first response I ever got on Reddit were, you're too fat to do kettlebells. So that's just the start of it. But then I got nothing but like, you know, I get a troll here and there every now and then, but I've got nothing but positivity from Reddit. Made, met so many amazing people from there. I've got like hundreds of followers and it's been pretty awesome. That's great. And so now it's been, it's been, I mean, shit, it's, it's, uh, December 21st is when we're recording this. So you started, you know, you picked up the dusty kettlebells all the way back in January, February when uh, it was bad. actually, it was April by the time I picked them up. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, I mean, that's still, that's a solid eight months. You've lost 75 pounds in eight months, which I don't think anybody can, uh, <laughs> can thumb their nose at. Right. You know, yeah. and and you're you're being super consistent uh you're getting you're getting stronger and stronger all the time you're doing joe's uh i'm assuming you're doing the the, the muscle the doing, muscle, on, yes, the muscle the only program muscle based only. on the yeah based on based on the <laughs> based on the volume he's got you doing i'm assuming you're doing his muscle yes. game program so and everybody can find that at www.kettlebellmuscle.com shameless yep. plug for joe oh by by all means a kettlebell lock kettlebell locker is also joe daniels uh website right he's yeah joe's yes. joe's awesome i gotta i gotta get him on the podcast too we've we we've been trying to connect and he i think he yeah he i would was, love to he, re him on he, the re podcast, he responded yeah. he responded to me and and i responded to him and then it just the calendars never lined up and i, I that was one i've got to follow up with him because he's joe's a great guy and he he's so knowledgeable and such a good coach and doing you know uh doing the good work of uh of putting kettlebell kettlebell goodness out into the world and just putting positivity on the world i just got his follow-up program too for after my eight-week program he's got a six-week complex program nice 
Yeah, so this is a, I mean, so let's talk a little bit about it. You're doing a hypertrophy-focused kettlebell uh, program, which to anybody that says that kettlebell, you can't gain muscle with kettlebells, uh, I say bullshit. bullshit. And bullshit. Tim says bullshit. And I know Joe Daniels says bullshit. If you haven't seen Joe Daniels, he's built like a brick shit house, uh, yes. And he, <laughs> he, he does nothing but kettlebells for like the last 10 plus years. So, you know, uh, it's false. It's just, it's just unequivocally false, but it's, you it's know, a piece you, of you iron. Can, you can it's speak to him. How, how sore are you after you do one of his, uh, one of his only muscle gain, uh, programs? You know, I, I surprisingly, I don't get sore ever. I don't get really? sore ever. Yeah. Wow. Never. I never have. The only time I get sore is if I take like a three month break and start ah. training again. That's but other than that, I don't get sore. But I'll tell you, I get tired. And his yeah. programs, I call him a ninja because you look at his programs on paper, and you're like, ah, oh, I can do that, no problem. It looks easy and yeah. starts out easy, and it just next thing you know, you're dying. It sneaks up on you, and you're like, Jesus, what happened? Yeah, he's an assassin with that kind of stuff for yeah. sure. That's that sneaky, that sneaky volume, right? Yeah, every every minute on the minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it seems it's easy. No, it's simple no and deal. concept, but. Easy, but he's easy also on, opening the doors paper. for me. Like, um, he's got clean and jerk and stuff and long cycle in some of his program, and I'm just starting to get into sport. I'm really, really bad at clean and jerk because I have nerve damage in my left foot from from when I had the herniated disc. Yep. So I have a problem where I can't really push off, you know, on the dip. Yep. So I can't yep. like push off on my toes. So I'm trying to learn it. I actually did some today after my program. Because I really, I want to get into sport. It seems really fun. It seems like a great community. Like I listen to you, your podcast, and all the people you have on. It seems like an awesome community. It really, it really is, man. It's a, it is a great, it is a great community. And you, you connected, you connected with our girl kettlebell and donuts, right? She's, yeah, and, she's, and her boyfriend Cam is awesome. Yep, yep. They're they're great. They're great. And and she's got some of the same. You know, hers is hers is a little different, but foot foot issue, and she had to correct. Well, not correct, but adjust her technique based on. Uh, based on some of the the foot and ankle things that she had going on, so yeah, and you're, I mean, you're in great hands with Joe. Joe knows injury recovery and healthy movement patterns as well as anybody in this space. So I'm sure when you know, whenever, <clears throat> whenever you you're ready and you're like, hey, yeah. I want to try sport, you know, you can't you can't do much better than Joe Daniels. He's gonna I also take have on. You know Solomon. Time. You know yep. Solomon Ruskin. Yep. Yep. He's been on. Yeah, he's talked to me a ton since I started. He's like sent me messages. He's been trying to get me in the kettlebell sport forever. So. <laughs> well, and I will say, I will say, uh, of the lifts, if you can't do triple extension, uh, the one lift that you don't need triple extension for at all is snatch. Snatch, yeah. You, you actually, you Joe just told me that yesterday. He's like, you could always compete in just the snatch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, but, so, but like yesterday, yesterday I did, I did a. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did a, I did a ten minute snatch test yesterday, uh, on on the twenty kilo, and yeah, I mean, that's you know, I, I have no, no knee issue or no back pain or anything. You know, um, I think that that would be the that would be the place to start. Even though yeah. long cycle, long cycle is definitely going to be where you're where you're going to feel at home coming from you know coming from a meat, an old meathead background yeah <laughs> you know that's where you're you're gonna feel like oh yeah i know i know this movement the clean and jerk yeah i know this you know but you know it's 
also right now i have a it's all it's all goodness man like heart heart style is super super beneficial especially for your goal of you know losing weight dropping fat you know that's it's super super beneficial for that and obviously joe's got you you're gonna you're gonna build you're gonna build muscle which is only gonna help you lose fat faster you know so what what about what about your diet now you know as far as what what macros do you stick to you know, you said you said you focus on calories and protein. Yes. So, like, give just give people an idea of like okay. what guidelines you're using. So right now, I vary my calories from day to day because I I try to like Saturday I try to be a little more free, so I try to stay a little low on the you know during the week, so I can have more calories on Saturday. Because so I look I focus more on a weekly view than a daily. That is absolutely the right perspective on it. I I one hundred percent for for the for and I will say. I will equivocate that with saying for the goal of fat loss, looking at a weekly average is the way to look at it. If we're talking about maximizing sport performance, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But, you know, your, your goal is fat loss. So, yes, I, I think you, you absolutely are in the right spot with that. So right now I, I've got my calories pretty like I started out when I started out back in April, I was doing like twenty four hundred. And now I'm down to like I go anywhere from 19 to like. 2100 a day okay and 200 protein and the rest falls where it falls okay nice so and the and your and your body weight is is what now right now i'm 279 okay nice and i do i also like i do intermittent fasting usually during the week because it just goes well with my schedule because i work i work third shift so my hours I work an hour from home and my hours at work are 10 in the night to six in the morning. So I have an hour commute by the time I get home at 6am. Then I play I'm, as soon as I get home, by the time I get home at seven thirty, my son just wakes up. So I play with him, make him breakfast. Then I go out and train by the time when I'm done training, the last thing I feel like doing is eating. Yeah. I, I just, I don't like to eat before or after really. I know that's not, that's blasphemy to a lot of people, but <laughs> well, that's it's only blasphemy if you're dogmatic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, is there is that is that is, you know it's the is that the best science? Well, it's all individual, right? Oh, yes, I know that, it's working for me. So I'm yeah, not gonna, exactly, yeah. right? Like it's you know, and it's 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 those things of uh, like not everything is a lab controlled experiment right like you're in the real world working night shift having a commute having all those things so if you don't feel hungry there's probably a reason for that right yeah should should you should you get some calories in immediately following your workout yeah probably probably the best way for me to do it would be to like have a protein shake but after doing one of joe's workouts i don't feel like eating i really don't yeah no i'm tired because i train like right before i go to bed too i'm and that and that was the other thing I was going to say, right? Your your situation is unique because you're not train you're not training you're not training in the middle of your day in, in the middle of your day, right? Like at the peak yeah. of your awakeness, you're training, no, training shortly before bed. shortly before you crash, right? So, do we want to throw a bunch of calories in when your digestive system is now going to be wound down because it always digestion is always diminished when you sleep, right? No, we don't want to throw a bunch like. You know, I would I would recommend maybe like a a whey ice a hydrolyzed whey isolate and a like highly branched cyclic dextrin, right? Just to get you in a parasympathetic state and to give your muscles something to help recover with, right? You give it a try. Th- why not? Those things those things are super, but those things are super easy to digest too. And you're talking yeah. and you're talking 
200 calories, 250 calories, right? We're not talking, we're not talking something super heavy, right? Hard to digest. And like, I like that sick, that, that cyclic dextrin because it, it helps you replenish glycogen, but without a huge insulin spike, there's not a big insulin response to it. Helps you replenish your glycogen. It helps put you in a parasympathetic state. So we're, we're getting into the rest and digest phase. Never tried it. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's, I, I actually call it's, I call it zombie dust <laughs> because like it, it brings me back from the dead. Like if you've got one of those workouts where, you know, you're talking about like you, you burn through a ton of, you burn through a ton of sugars because you're working at a, at a really high intensity and you're just like, I don't, I don't want to eat anything. I can't eat any solid food. Yeah. Like, I drink that with some, some hydrolyzed whey protein and water. And it's very light. It's not hard on my system because you've got a, the byproduct of lactic acid makes makes your digestion like not ready to to absorb like people don't i don't think people appreciate that enough like high intensity exercise does not pair well with digestion immediately post post workout that's why no. simple carbs and simple protein is the direction to go post workout like that's that's what you should be doing because your your body's not ready to absorb nutrients it's trying to recover from the sh the hell you just put it through yeah <laughs> right like you you put it in a super inflamed state it's not ready to digest and absorb you need to get it into that state so but you know joe knows these things joe you, like i said you're in great hands like that would just be my like if you're going to eat something i would i would say something super simple like that something that's going to be really easy on your digestive system easy for you to consume quickly but that's not going to be super heavy in your stomach and you're still going to wake up hungry for for your for your breakfast when it's time for you to wake up right because it's yeah. not going to be a ton of calories but maybe that's, you that's my first meal of the day is when i wake up at like i usually wake up at 6 30 and eat dinner with my family every night yeah yeah so you know there's like I said, Joe, Joe's super knowledgeable on both sides, the training and the nutrition side. He came from a he came from a bodybuilding background before yeah. he even got into. He's some training, precision so. nutrition, sir, too. Yep, yep. So yeah, Joe's Joe's awesome. So you know, listen to your coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, bottom bottom line, you talk to your coach, and he's he's gonna he's gonna get you right. You know, but you're doing. I mean, you're doing awesome, man. Like, thank I, you. Like, for, I, I can tell you from like from my perspective, like it's it's inspiring to see and i love to see that there are i love to see that there are people that uh are just like gonna get after it and do what they need to do and i love it man it's like become a new passion for me i started a blog now i know yeah it. so talk about that self-promote a little bit please i just you just you just put I, that out there so right now i can't even tell you like the link to it because i'm not even sure it's like a Wix. send it to me and i'll get it in the show notes okay yeah i'll send it to you because I just started it last week because people have been like, you know, you got to document your journey. I'm not a writer, but I figured what the hell. And I just. Yeah, it's not even about that. Like people just like I said, it's inspiring to see to see yeah, people so that are real people just, that are that have struggled, but are, are figuring it out. Right. They're going through yeah. it. Right. Putting so it I just work. opened up and put it, told my story, you know, and then the last one was about being a father. I got scolded on Reddit for that, for posting about that ah. from the moderator because it wasn't about kettlebells. But oh, it's got to be on topic. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's fun. You know, it's something to do now. Just document how I feel. I want to be honest about my, like, you know, my ups and downs because I have times I mess up. And it's weird. It's, I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm just a normal dude. And I have, like, people sending me things on Reddit. And I get, like, all this crazy amount of praise on Reddit. And it's hard to accept sometimes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like I, I like I struggle with it sometimes. Like I don't want to disappoint anybody. Like who the hell am I to get all this praise? And I, you know, it's weird sometimes. Oh, it's yeah. That's that's an interesting dynamic though too, right? But it that's 
there's kind of a built-in accountability portion of it because you're just a regular guy, but because your story is inspiring to so many people, you're kind of stepping into a leadership position, whether you yeah. realize it or not, right? I know. It's you're, weird. Putting, I have like you, thousands of eyes on me. and Yeah, have, you're putting I've yourself people, out there now. So so you're kind I've of a leader. message me. Like, you know, I've thought about like quitting Reddit just because of some of the bullshit and the trolls I get, and you know. But I've had people message me and like, you know, your story and you're, in, you're an inspiration. And like I've had one guy message me and like, you really helped me in a dark time. And like stuff like that is like awesome to hear, you know? Yeah. yeah it inspires absolutely. me. Like the people telling me I inspired them just inspired me to do more and work harder. So it's like yeah. a cycle of an inspiration cycle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Corny it's, as that sounds. But <laughs> no, it's that iron sharpens iron thing though, right? Like it, it's like. I don't know. There's just some, I think you're right on that. Like there's something about that, that putting yourself out there and being genuine and honest about what you're going through and what you're struggling with allows other people to identify with you. And then they tell you about their struggles and, and, but it becomes self-reinforcing because it's not like people wallowing in their struggles. It's people saying, yeah, you, you inspired me to, that I could, I could overcome yeah. too. And then it just makes you be like the next time you're like, Oh, I really just want to, I just want to like eat the whole pizza. And you're like, yeah, nah. nah. No, I'm people good. are like, I didn't feel like working out today. And then I saw your video and then I picked up my kettlebells and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What's your excuse? Like I just put in, I just put in a, a two hour commute on each side, an eight hour shift and I'm working nights and I, you know, <laughs> but I still got in my, I still got in my 45 minutes of, I of, love it now, man. Of, I would, crush, I, of crushing from Joe. What's your excuse? The yeah. hardest part of, of Joe's program for me now is it's only four days. The rest days. I, I, I was just going to say yeah, the rest I, days. I love training now. I actually like in my blog, I put one about like what I, where I want to go in the future with this. Cause you know, I want to hit my goal of weight loss, but I eventually might like look into becoming like a strong first cert or some kind of cert just where I can help more people and yeah. like be legit with helping people, not just some guy. Well, Joe, Joe, Joe's IKFF, uh, like, yeah. I think he's master coach now or the, yes, he is. yeah. So I'm just, I'm going to say maybe go IKFF. <laughs> you know, if you but, see my technique though, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, you know, but you've seen Joe's technique and so I'm just saying he's going to, he's, he'll probably push you the, he'll push you in a good direction either way. Like, and that's not, that's no, like I have no, I have nothing but love for, for strong first for IKFF yeah. for any, for any, like, so long as you're for kettlebell for long, so long as you're for fitness, like in making improvement, I don't care. Like that's, I'm, I'm so, I'm so not dogmatic about it. Like I, I think, I think hard style is awesome. Uh, if you do it right and you do it smart, like there are some great hard style coaches out there, great athletes in the hard style world, great kettlebell sport athletes, obviously like I got nothing wrong with CrossFit. Either they're great CrossFit athletes, right? It's, it's, it's like yeah. anything else. It can be good or bad if you're too dogmatic on it. Yeah. then you can look like an asshole. And of course there are idiots in every space, but like ultimately <laughs> if you're getting out there, moving some weight, getting off your ass, not eating like shit, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're putting, you're putting good vibes out there. I, like I'm, I'm with you. Like, that's, that's all I'm about, man. That's all I'm about. I just love it. I love doing it. I like I like helping people and helping myself. So we'll see where the future takes me. But all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a hard question now. Okay. You've you've gained and lost a hundred pounds two times now. What makes this time different? Why is this time this gonna time... stick? I don't. I just. I don't know why. I just feel it's like ingrained in me. Everything. What's just... different about your mindset this time? Well, I mean, it started out with like, you know, I was afraid for my life. I'm 40 now. I'll be 43 next January 3rd. So like almost 
a little under two weeks. I'm not getting any younger now. It's just everything. Yeah, everything's different. Like you, when you realize your own mortality, you know, I just lost a coworker from COVID a couple of weeks ago. I'm sorry like, to hear that. Yeah, he was a 400 pound dude though. And he was home, you know, he didn't die. It wasn't from COVID, but COVID took him out, you know, and then yeah. he never recovered after a couple of months. So, I, you know, you, I struggle with that. Like I, like the, just the, the, the dichotomy of, you know, people are like, well, it's not COVID causing the death. It's our sedentary lifestyle. It's our, it, which there is some validity behind that because we yes, know, the, we know, no we know that the comorbidities are there. <laughs> yeah. That dude would still be here if there wasn't a COVID. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and so like I, I guess I, I guess it just bothers me to see so many people being like, well, we don't have to like if you just if people just wouldn't be such fat asses and wouldn't be so lazy, and then we wouldn't have to worry about it. And it's like, well, no, that's not true either. Like my wife works in the ER; like, she's leaving to go to the ER here in she, you know ten minutes, right? And she she treats people all the time that are young, healthy, fit people that yeah. that still have to be intubated. So it's still a thing that even if you have zero comorbidities, can still. Take we had a girl out, that was like, eighteen like, make, year make old no senior. Mistake. We had a girl that was 18-year-old senior that died of COVID, like a, the next town over from where I am. So, but it just, I mean, it I seems, it seems like we're so like, I don't, and maybe this is my, my, you know, my old, you know, fat kid, you know, mentality, but it's like, it seems like we're still bullying the fat kids, right? It's like, yeah. you know, there's still so much fat shaming and like, we're a fat country. Like there's a lot of problems that need to be fixed. But there's also a latency of intervention to, to response too, right? Like you and I are perfect examples, right? It wasn't like I just decided I was going to lose 100 pounds and I could do it in a day. It, yeah. took me a, it took me a fucking year to lose 75. And then it took me another like fuck another six months to lose the last 25 for me to hit the 100 pound weight loss mark. Like well, it doesn't it doesn't yeah, go, I mean, it doesn't go still, fast. I'm still in a danger zone. Like if I got if I got it, I don't know how I mean, I exercise. I'm a lot healthier than I was. When I was a 300 pound couch, 355 pound couch potato, but so like we can we can point and say like oh well we should like if if everybody just takes care of themselves and they're healthy then we wouldn't have to worry about this it's like yeah well that's not the reality that we're dealing with we have to yeah. deal with the reality of the fact that a large population of people are not healthy so we have to deal with that first and foremost yeah should this wake us up and be like hey we have some systemic issues in our food system and our lifestyle and all of those yeah fuck yeah. I fucking yeah. hope so. I hope I hope everybody's like, hey, this is a wake up call. Like like you said, right? Like, uh, you know, if I get it, what's going to happen to me? Like, that's a. I, I hope that everybody takes that same personal interest and awareness to it because I think well, that's a great response. But I also have a two time, and a half year old that I have to look people. at every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wake up to like my two and a half year old. That kid means the world to me. Like, I couldn't, you know, the just picture and like not being around for him, like. I would like get, makes I'd get you like, cry, doesn't up. it? Right, just, yeah, just, just I'm getting choked <laughs> up to thinking about it now. Like, so I was like, I have to do something. I, you know, I have to take take responsibility for my actions, and you know, you got to reach a point where is shoveling food into my face worth? You know, because even if I let's say I don't get COVID, you know, I'm 43 and I go to the doctor every six months because I have hyperthyroid too. Yeah. So take medication for that. So I still got to go get blood work, which is usually good, but. My dad died at 61 from cancer. So, like, my grandmother died from lung cancer. Cancer runs in my family. My dad was a diabetic. I'm not yet, but I was on that on the way. Yeah, you were on the path. Yeah, so, like, 
it's not like if I didn't get COVID or something, I was still on the path to like, you don't, you don't see a lot of 300 pound old men. Yeah. So yeah. I want to be there for my son. And now he's got a kettlebell. <laughs> Isn't that great? Do you know, oh. um, what's it called? Cinema kettlebell. Um, do you know Moses? Moses Dunga. Yeah. Yeah. So he reached out to me on Instagram. I never talked to the guy and he was like, I told him I have a son and he was like, oh yeah, I'll send him a kettlebell. I was like, oh, he's only two and a half. He's like, it doesn't matter. And he sent him a two kilogram kettlebell, which my son thinks is the best thing in the world. Yeah. It's awesome. My, I got, I got two myself. I got, I got my, <laughs> my six, my six year old and my, and my almost five year old, uh, you know, he's four and, you know, four and three quarters or whatever at this point. But, uh, we got two, we got two of Moses's kettlebells as well. The matching, the matching yeah, kettlebells awesome. as well. And they, they they love it and you know it's, 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 good it, it's so it's so it's so reinforcing for us though as fathers right because like yeah my kids my kids see me doing it and they come out in the garage and they grab their kettlebell like seeing my kids doing jerks or doing long cycles and so i'm like my my daughter's got pretty good. like it makes me feel good about my form awesome. because <laughs> because i'm like my daughter's got pretty good form and i'm like uh, she's like how did you learn that she's like i just watch you and i'm like uh, uh, god it's dusty in here <laughs> you know <laughs> you get that they tug on the heartstrings man but it it, it just reinforces those, those my son grabbed because... his the first day and i showed him how to press it which was kind of a mistake <laughs> it's <only two> and, <laughs> and, a half. and he's running around the house with this with it over his head and my wife's my wife had overhead like carries man he's just my wife had a mini heart attack they're like where do you learn that from <laughs> like probably shouldn't have showed him how to press yet but Oh, that's but awesome. That's he's like, awesome. He comes up to me, you know, and he's like, one day I want to be strong like you, daddy. And that's, uh, you know, so I'm doing something right, at least. <laughs> yeah, my, my my son had a great line the other day, actually. He was telling me all the things that he loves. And it was, you know, he's all the things that I love. He's like, I love kettlebells and I love I love <laughs> the Blackhawks and I love football and I love rock oh, and Black roll. Yeah. yeah, I'm a Blackhawks fan. I'm from Chicago, uh, man. You know, yeah, but the, we'll, we'll, we'll go there. We'll go there. But <laughs> he's like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that's awesome, man. You're like a mini me. And he goes, no, you're like a gigantic me, <laughs> which, which is, that is my son in a nutshell. Like he's, he's, uh, he's kind of a smart aleck, but he's yeah, a big, my son big, is big personality. I love it, man. It makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. So, well, Tim, I want to be respectful of your time. I, this has been a super fun conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you me so too. much that's for awesome. coming on, man. And like, yeah, I can't I can't say it enough. Like good on you for, for taking the, the initiative that you're doing, but you're inspiring a ton of people and thank you for like being I don't know, I'm gonna say brave enough <laughs> to put yourself out there and like deal with the trolls on Reddit, but you know, and Whatever. and still and still being like, Yeah, fuck you, I don't care. You know, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing and you know, in another year's time when you're when you're hitting your goals and you're you're looking the way you wanna look and be like, Oh yeah, I'm too fat to do kettlebells, fuck you. Those trolls <laughs> you know? aren't pressing the beast, are they? Yeah, exactly, right? So good on you, man. I'm I'm super happy you agreed to come on. I really yeah, appreciate thank, thank it. Thank you and, for having me on, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, if there's anything I can do to support you, um, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to support. You know, I'm cheering you on. Uh, like I said, you're in great hands. But if ever you're if ever you're wanting to uh, you're wanting to come to, a, I'm I'm going to be hosting a competition here in in Minneapolis sometime this fall. That that announcement is is TBD. But uh, yeah, <laughs> if you decide you want to do kettlebell sport, I'm good for that. You know, but the you know if you want to catch a birds game, I'm good for that too, man. So yeah, definitely. Not this year, but meet meet in person, meet in person soon. But uh, yeah, definitely, I would love to. 
All right, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Thank you. it, Tim. All right. All right. Have a good one, man. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. I'm Jordan Kundi-Wright. If you have a question, please email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub, on Twitter at TCKBClub, online at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com, and please help us grow our reach and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.